You are listening to the MS Power User Podcast. This is episode 68, recorded Friday, October 6th of 2017. Each week since June 25th of 2016, we've been discussing the latest news about Microsoft. This has frequently included Surface, Xbox, Mixed Reality, Office, Azure, Groove, OneDrive, Bing, Edge, Cortana, and of course Windows. Today we are recording the final episode of the MS Power User Podcast, or at least the final for now. My name is Vernon E.L. Smith, and I'm joined, as always, as has been for almost a year and a half, by Andy Bennett. Good morning, Andy. Hey there. How are you today? I am not feeling well, actually. I have a lot going on. I have had a lot going on. One of those things has been the podcast. The podcast has been one of my favorite things to do uh, most of the time. (laughs) Occasionally, it's been a little bit of a pain, but it has been great to talk to you every single week, Andy. Um, I've always enjoyed every aspect of that, just uh, get a chance to to meet up with you online, literally, and just kind of um, connect and then also discuss the news about Microsoft. That's always been good. Yeah, likewise. I mean, this has been a fantastic show i mean even if the recording got hard at times even if we had weeks where we were either running on low sleep or it was getting late or we were sick or whatever this was still a fun show to record regardless of what got thrown at us but i mean as they say the times they are a changing and it's getting to the point where roadblocks are turning into gigantic brick walls that are surrounded by solid steel, and it's it's just not going to be possible over the next couple of weeks, as if at one point it was Vernon changing jobs, now I'm changing jobs, and that means I'm not going to be an MS Power user anymore, my affiliation with them is going to be completely over, but I'm, I'm going to miss it. It's been, it's been a roller coaster, it's had its ups and downs, but I have enjoyed it at every step of the way, and... I wish everybody on the team luck as we go into the future. I mean, there there's still some excellent people on the team. I, myself, I haven't been writing articles as much due to other things going on in my life. As, and So it's it's been a busy couple of months for both of us. More, much more busy for Vernon than myself, but yeah, it's it's been something. And I'm really glad that we had the opportunity to do this show, that I had the opportunity to join the site, that Vernon got to join the site. It's been great. Yeah, I certainly enjoyed my time uh, with MS Power User. I wrote very few articles. I've always been the the podcaster. Um, I came in because I had been podcasting before. When I, once I started um, podcasting with MS Power User, I was at about three episodes a week that I was uh, either recording or being a guest on or doing a full production of myself. And that is... Um, well, obvious to some people, is really trimmed back. This is the only show I've been doing now. I have a lot of other things going on in my life. Uh, during that time, we purchased a home, or a different home, I should say. We've been doing renovations. I guess I don't want to dig too much into all of this, but point being that the things shift. Um, Microsoft has done a big shift, I feel. Uh, I don't want to say that there's just a lot of little things that have shifted in a dramatic way with Microsoft over, over the past 
let's just say a year and a half, and we'll be kind of uh, mentioning that here and there as we go through the news articles of the day. So, Andy, how is the weather there? We can't forget that. <laughs> well, right now it is pretty cloudy, a little overcast, semen, and but the what the temperature's not bad. It's 64 right now. It's supposed to be 73 today, and tomorrow, tomorrow it goes up into the 80s again hmm. because. It seems that summer does not want to leave Ohio this year, although next year we're going to pay for that dearly, I'm sure, as every year is a dice throw. And if you have a nice warm year, the next year you are going to have the most miserable, rainy, cold year possible. So I'll enjoy this while it lasts. Hmm. Well, here I think it's about 48 degrees with um, just a tendency to mist a little bit right now, today, yesterday, today. And um, kind of dreary, kind of yeah. dreary, but at least it is, um, well, whatever. It's fall. Leaves are coming down. It's kind of beautiful. We picked up a bunch of uh, the crappy apples that fell off of our tree that weren't really edible except for the animals and whatever. It's fall. That's what it is. That's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of fall, wow, the Windows 10 Fall Creators Update RTM, yay, RTM, which, of course, uh, we don't use anymore, except we use that term all the time. What's up with this, Andy? Yeah, I ju uh, just a note before we begin talking okay. about the build itself. I just want to say that I am kind of glad we have given up on fighting a up against RTM. Like, anyone's... I mean, it, you, there used to be a genuine <laughs> fight against saying that term, but everyone's just kind of given up and accepted it by now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I still got that cough from last week hanging around. But, uh, yeah, this is build 16299. This is out in the fast ring and the slow ring. And this is it, folks. This is the RTM. There's, I don't even feel the need to go out on the change logs or anything. There's no new features. There's bug fixes. There's also a lot of bugs that I am kind of surprised that this is, this is it. We're going to have cumulative updates fixing so many things, of course, and that's why each Windows uh, each Windows feature update has a, that kind of delayed rollout, where you'll have the initial update going out to a couple people, then you have, as time goes on, it'll slowly trickle down to more and more and more and more. And, yeah, I'm, I am glad that it's finally here. Not so glad that I'm probably going to have to do a clean install because some things are still a little messed up and buggy for me. Says in, for example, none of the UWP apps on my taskbar have any icons right now. So, for example, neither of the Skype windows, because, you know, we have the pop-out view. That's, neither of those have icons. The edge icon pinned to my taskbar has no icon. And Actually, icons in general are really screwy for me and have been for a while. And I'll probably have to talk to Aaron because he mentioned some stuff that was a little above my expertise and that could possibly fix it. But, yeah, I've not had the greatest experience with this, but aside from a couple of hitches, like the couple of major hitches that I know will be fixed and might not even be directly related to this build, it's... It's solid. I mean, it's def it's definitely a Windows update that I th think it, it'll get better with time, like I said. But, yeah. I've seen a lot of people having way more issues than I am, though, such as, I think, Zach Bowden, who had just tons and tons and tons of problems with it. 
and then other people couldn't upgrade, were having issues there. So they'll iron it out, but this is definitely the worst RTM build we've had in a while, maybe since the original Windows 10 update. And that's just speaking of bugs. In terms of features, it's good. This is, this is like I said, a week or two ago when I started using the Fall Creators update, it's I've seen a definite speed improvement over previous updates with it. So there's that, and we'll just see how things go as time goes on. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about Insider pretty much every week, and many weeks I just kind of give a... I don't know what you would call it, a little recap or reminder that Insider is so important, I should say, uh, to the Microsoft enthusiast community. And just to reiterate on that, it's been really an interesting ride, I would say, as far as the, I'll just say the enthusiasm or the mind share that people had towards the Insider program. Of course, when we started, um, the Insider program had a lot to do with Windows 10 Mobile. Um, of course, that has shifted quite a bit. Uh, the focus has come off of that for multiple reasons. But it's just been great to see the enthusiasm for it. Even when we started up, it was uh, Gabe All that was definitely leading the charge with that, along with his other uh, less high-profile job. And then he, um, you know, it, it shifted to... Um, and how am I missing for getting her name right now? Um, holy cow. I guess I'm not looking at any notes here. What? The, what? I'm missing the name of the gal who's doing it right now, Andy. Donna Sarkar? Yeah, exactly. Donna. Um, so she's doing leading the charge on the Windows Insider program. It was interesting to see so much focus and enthusiasm on that. Yay, Donna. Blah. And then... Um, <laughs> I think she got a little burned out on it. <laughs> uh, we definitely saw some uh, some less um, enthusiastic tweets from her. Not that she was misrepresenting the company or you know, anything, but um, we saw a little season of frustration in there. We saw the enthusiasm from the insiders wane just a little bit, and you know that can happen even after such a, a high of like, "Yeah, insiders are so cool." Um, and, of course, we're continuing on. We're still having Insider Builds. Uh, the Insider program obviously isn't going away. The podcast is. We'll stop talking about it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this will continue. I love the concept that Microsoft is doing with this. I've said this over and over again. Really a good way to, to engage with enthusiasts and insiders. And um, it's a fantastic thing. Andy, do you want to add anything to this? Like your well, experience yeah. with running my, Insider Builds? My experience builds? with the, you know, the Insider Builds, well, they, they're mostly fine you can expect some issues to pop up some of the issues i'm dealing with you know for example but as for the program itself i haven't seen the enthusiasm go away from donna or any other of the microsoft employees everyone's there seems to still be pretty excited for it but as for a lot of insiders i mean a lot of people are seeing this kind of broken record where you know like fluent design half done in the fall creators update okay everything else kind of half done uh, the people bar, the people, my people, it's okay. It could be so much better than what it is. I mean, there's so many areas where we're not seeing the same enthusiasm from the fans, from the company we're seeing, well, we're seeing their enthusiasm and that's good to see, but uh, a lot of things just feel half-baked. 
now what's what do, does feel finished feels fantastic like say the emoji panel which a lot of people are instantly forgetting about like me <laughs> and then we see stuff like timeline that's pushed back to rs4 all right then rs4 is apparently going to have finished fluid design it's also going to have timeline what's going to get cut there is what i see a lot of people thinking and then we see stuff where Microsoft is moving away from a consumer focus, like, say, Groove Music Dying, which we'll talk about <clears throat> later on in the episode. Stuff like that is... I'm, I'm seeing a lot of consumer and fan goodwill vanish on the Windows mm -hmm. desktop area. Yes. Now, the, now the company, company excitement, that that's sticking that around. But consumer excitement with Microsoft almost seems to be shifting to Xbox and Xbox only. That's what that's just a personal observation. Where people are more excited about Xbox than I've seen ever before, where we see stuff like the Xbox One X, we see a lot of we see some exciting releases in the pipeline, but we don't see that same consumer enthusiasm with Windows itself right now. And of course, you know, maybe as as Redstone 4 gets up into full development, you know, maybe we'll see another wave of, hey, Windows, but uh, a lot of people are seeing a broken record. A lot of people are getting burned. And to be, this is something I'll also mention later on as we talk about Groove, but I'm finding it much more risky to invest into a Microsoft ecosystem than ever before. And this is a general vibe I think a lot of people might get from the stories over the past week and a lot of the stories in this episode, which the next story we'll talk about, and this is my attempt at a transition here, next story is not a bad one, thankfully. This is a very cool one, a very exciting one, as we do see Microsoft's future with this continue on PC functionality, which is part of the Fall Creators update and their focus on Android there. So Vernon... Uh, I guess as our transition, have you used Microsoft's Aero Launcher on Android? Yeah, I have. On uh, Moto G, I don't remember which gen it is that I have. I've not actually used it in a few months now. I've used the Microsoft Aero Launcher. I liked it. Um, apparently, I didn't like it quite as much as most people running, most Microsoft enthusiasts, or at least the vocal ones, uh, running Android. Um, it has been a very popular launcher, especially for the enthusiasts. I've used it. It was fine. I didn't stick with it, actually. I went back to the default in the little bit of time that I would spend uh, running Android. Hmm. Uh, the Microsoft Aero launcher always puzzled me just slightly, and almost all of that puzzlement uh, was because of the name itself. What are we pointing at with this arrow? What are we <laughs> piercing well, with this that, arrow? I'd like, say that <laughs> your, fi your finger is the arrow pointing at the screen. I don't know. But so, yeah, this was a Microsoft Garage project, and they're, they're probably not in control of it completely now. I mean, this grew way beyond the scale of your usual garage thing. I mean, they had a couple of things like, uh, I remember they had an alternate lock screen for Windows Phone that kind of died off. I know they had a couple other projects that were, you know, they were, they were over. So... This this has grown huge, and of course, I think with the name, the change to the name Microsoft Launcher, I think that kind of signifies that the main Microsoft teams are taking over this thing. And it's been a fine, it's it's excellent. I think. I mean, I've I love it. 
I've been using it since I got my phone, and I'm I, I just really like it in general. So mm-hmm. that is the general consensus. Actually, it is rather good, but of course, most of the people that would be running this would already have been Microsoft enthusiasts, most likely, and are the ones that were aware of it, <laughs> uh, choosing to use it, and one can. Just from a psychological standpoint, uh, there could be a built-in bias uh, on its mm, opinion. I don't but know. I mean, I think a lot of normal people could still be using it. I mean, if I were to say search, uh, let's see, I'll open up the Play Store. It'll probably give me a bit of a biased result there because I have it installed. But if I were to type in launcher and just search for that, I mean, I'll see a bunch of launchers. Yeah, I see Microsoft Launcher in there. But... I'll see others like the EV launcher, the Google Now launcher, the N launcher, and you know Microsoft launcher, all sorts of them in there. And say someone is trying to go through different launchers and to find the right one for them, well, I would, I would, st- well, that's exactly what I did. I started installing a bunch of them, and including Arrow, that was my first choice, and checking them out. Actually, I take a look at it now. It's number one on trending personalization apps. So I think a lot of people who are not Microsoft fans, have nothing to do with Microsoft, not necessarily want much to do with Microsoft, are going to be using this. And I think a lot of people are staying there and they're enjoying it. Okay. Well, one of the main things in the uh, Microsoft Launcher, used to be called Aero Launcher, was that you could continue from the mobile to the PC. Literally called Continue on PC. Perfect. Rather descriptive. Yeah, that's, and, one of the, uh, that's one of the main new things with this kind of rebrand they're doing from Arrow to Microsoft. And also, I think that's part of micro, the main a bigger Microsoft team taking over it, is that they're focusing on the same thing that Microsoft's focusing on, continuing on your PC. And you can do that for pictures and documents, which that's completely new for it. Now, sadly, a lot of people who already use Arrow, myself included, are not getting the update, and I'll probably have to reinstall the app to get it. But it's going to be nice, and the PC continu- the, the, the PC continuation stuff that Microsoft's focused on, it's excellent. And our next story is another p- part of it where they have this big push going on, and I'll let you take that. So uh, Microsoft Edge has, well, I don't know how many years it's been around now. Um, it's been growing in popularity, to, depending on who you're talking to. And of course, is the default browser for Windows 10. Uh, it is the default browser for Windows 10 Mobile, of course, but it is getting delineated out. It's been used, being shared. How do I say this? Spread out into iOS and Android. Um, obviously, there's like Opera browser, there's um, Chrome, Firefox that can be used on other operating systems, mobile operating systems. And Edge is uh, th- Microsoft is throwing their hat in the, into the race. Hat into the race. <laughs> um, Hat into the ring. They're gonna throwing their horse in the race. I'm I'm stalling here. Basically, Edge is going to be available with iOS and Android, and um, I I yeah. wasn't expecting that. That's um in in many ways that's pretty fantastic. Um, what do you think of it? Well, what I think personally is that well, the user interface for the browser looks a little boring. I mean, kind of weird to see Edge with uh you know, on mobile with the URL bar on top, which hilariously on Android, Chrome now has their URL bar on the bottom. Hmm, I've been saying that was a good UI choice for, I don't know, a decade. 
<laughs> so it's a little weird to see this user interface, and I really do hope that, uh, you know, since this is a preview right now and the sign-up process for it is a little, little weird, you have to go to the Microsoft site, and, this, and the preview is only available on uh, iOS right now, and you have to be a Windows Insider, for whatever reason, and you sign up on for iOS. For Android, you uh, put in your, your email and you wait to get a note notification in there saying, yeah, go ahead, go install. But Android users have to play the waiting game. As for iOS users, you get to play around with it. I mean, it definitely seems neat given the fact that you know it's got that focus on syncing with your PC. It's continuing continue on your PC. That's a big focus. I think it's even got its own dedicated button for continue on PC. So that's the, that's the big feature Microsoft's pushing right now where your phone and PC are working in sync. They're working together. Something that it's been their general goal with Windows 10, I think. And that was definitely harmed and set back by the fact that Windows Phone kind of got thrown out into the middle of the road, shot repeatedly, and then run over with a dump truck. But they're trying to do it a bit differently now. And I think Continue on PC is one of the first of many things we'll see. And, well, Microsoft, Ed Microsoft Edge on iOS and Android, that's the second of, th of big things we'll see. So expect to see a lot of Microsoft, a big Microsoft push on Android in the future. Because, I mean, we didn't see this coming. So what else is going to come next that we didn't see coming? I mean, we already got Cortana over on Android. We got Office on Android, of course. That's been there the longest. Skype? Yeah, Skype too. That's been there, but what will we see next? What next big phone PC connectivity thing will we see? And it, and it doesn't seem like there's much left to bring over, but who knows? I mean, for all we know, we could see, say, the Microsoft, sto the Microsoft Store on Android... Edge has book support. That book support is on Edge for mobile. That well, in and, a, it, and mean, the Microsoft, to... sorry, uh, the Microsoft App Store. I mean, there's a dedicated section for Microsoft stuff in the uh, the Android. Well, I don't want to say dedicated. How does that work? I mean, you can just search Microsoft, and there's a whole slew of apps. Obviously, in the Google Play Store, same thing for App Store. Um, in a way that Microsoft is already putting their stuff in Google and, and Apple's stores, um, that works as far as um, software. And um, I, I'm trying to imagine how you could really have, I mean, it wouldn't be hardware. How could you get hardware into the store? Hmm. Well, I mean, the, and I didn't, I can't, I didn't look too, too, too much and I didn't see, see it myself, but uh, I, I think they're they're going to potentially do something with the former Windows Store on Android or iOS maybe, but the the name change makes me think of it. I mean, Microsoft Store. That's not maybe that's not just because of the hardware coming over because all that hardware would be tied to Windows. So Microsoft Store can be brought to other platforms. Edge coming to other platforms needs a store for those books. That's, I mean, I, th I, th I feel like that connection is natural, and we're going to start seeing so much coming over that even Microsoft's own store would come to other platforms. 
In fact, that might even be the way that we see if Microsoft Movies and TV survives. Maybe we'll see that come over next, and we'll see that come over with that store. Well, unfortunately, I don't see the... Ch um, I see the likelihood for Microsoft Movies and TV uh, sticking around. I see that likelihood dropping. And the biggest indicator for that is that Groove Music has been dropped by Microsoft. This was surprising to me. This was a a an emotional blow. <laughs> I've been using um, Zune, you know, Zune Music Pass, which turned into Xbox Music, uh, which turned into Groove Music. I've been using it, I mean, as long as I've been using Microsoft stuff, probably 2007, I suppose, is when I began with this. Uh, 2008, probably. And I've, I've always enjoyed the crap out of it, however you want to call it. There have been some growing pains here and there. But over the last, you know, it's really been interesting. Since we've been doing the podcast, we had some really weak times for Groove for a little bit there. But it really has grown back into what, what we thought to be a great service. Oh, yeah. That's, now, that's great. The blow here. The yeah, app is amazing. Yeah, great is defined in different ways. By the users, it can be, hey, it's all these good things. By the company who's providing it, great needs to be, hey, we're making a profit. <laughs> or, hey, we're bringing in um, new users. Or we're improving the, the mind share or the, the, the tone that people have on Microsoft. Any of those things that have value, a company needs to get value out of its services. And one way or the other they were not getting the value microsoft was not getting the value from groove that was needed or in one way we could think that perhaps the way it's going somehow has greater opportunity for value i don't know what that necessarily is yet um let's first talk about what is going away and why and how what's uh what's the details on this handy all right so Music Pass services officially end on December 31st, 2017. OneDrive streaming will still be completely functional. The app won't be going anywhere. But I would say that you should not expect many or any new features. That is the problem. The app won't be going anywhere. It won't be <laughs> it won't be getting any better. We can assume. Yeah. And the what's new section for the app is actually completely removed. There is a JSON file which dictates what shows up and what's new. And they le they left that alone. Even when they added new stuff, that section was generally pretty ignored. It was often out of date. And it's now been completely emptied. Which, uh, that's pretty different. And the link to access it is completely gone. So... For me, that says that Microsoft's probably done updating Groove. Yeah. There's an update out that lets you transfer your spot your music to Spotify and your playlists to Spotify, which is honestly pretty nice because it's actually picked up some stuff that was local and found the albums from that and put that on Spotify. So that that's honestly pretty good. Just the Spotify app on Windows isn't which is the biggest thing that hurts about Groove going going away. Like I said, the app was really good, and it was getting much better. So there's a lot of features that the team was working on that will likely never see the light of day to the public. That you know, this actually spurs me to kind of reach out to, to 
this kind of spurs me to reach out to talk to a couple people in particular about this and to try to learn more about what may or may not have happened. Obviously, um, they can't share publicly. You know, they have to be off the record. It's, it but seems somewhat sudden, though. I mean, the team I, has I was been working not on expecting some stuff. This. Yeah, there's been yeah, the team wasn't expecting it either. Uh, something that has been, uh, I don't believe any pictures of it were out. It was something that I was kind of holding off until I saw it getting developed more to start talking about. But since I think it's dead, and I mentioned it on Twitter, here's what was happening. They were they were bu- planning on building social functionality into Groove. Mm-hmm. They had plans for user profiles. They had plans to see users in search. And this is functionality that I have seen pictures of. I have not been able to access it myself, but I have been given, I've been given information about it. And what I can say is, it was super basic. I mean, the implementation was pulling up a for loading a user profile in the app. It was something they didn't work on after it first got put in, and that was a little weird. I was personally waiting on more information to come out about it, but given that this, I wonder if. You know, they got like a little notice ahead of time that said, hey guys, kill, stop it. Everything's going to be killed. So whatever you're working mm-hmm. on the super early on, you don't need to work on that. Focus on a couple of things. Focus on getting a Spotify transfer worked on. And the rest, it's done. Don't worry about it. So remember, we also had very strong rumors of um, doing the family pass. Um well, it's been a while ago, but I mean, personally, I've been told that uh, we were expecting Family Pass, group music subscription Family Pass, to to happen. And mm-hmm. um, honestly, I was surprised that it that it was taking so long. I didn't know what the real holdup could have been with that. Yeah. So, but I mean, that was man, that we probably heard about that almost yeah. a year ago, and it I was, don't know. I remember a couple of months ago we got another rumor about it, and yeah, I mean, the the. Groove app team was working full steam ahead on so many new features like visualizers. I, I mean, there's pictures out of those. They are amazing. And they got even more detail added to them over time. That is something that I actually have been able to go hands on with. And they're fantastic. They were getting worked on up until the end. And I do wonder if we will see them in a public build. But I mean, I kind of have my doubts given the fact that, you know, what's new is gone, although could just mean they're willing to retire that section but it seems a little weird to me remember they changed the naming on stuff too a little for a little bit they called it my groove then they changed it to back to just what's new i think um or not my let's see what was the difference there there were you know the naming was different uh what's what's new what's new was talking about app features uh my my music my groove that was changed to recommended that's there we go yep and that one was a rename I could understand. I liked my groove. I mean, yeah. But then the the the, <laughs> the confusion was it my groove or was it your groove? <laughs> Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. um, we're all. It's really disappointing, man. I For use sure. groove every day. I really enjoy it. I play it on the use it on the PC itself. I do like seeing those suggested. Um, whatever songs or, you know, those playlists, even the most recent one, the top hundred, top hundred picks for you was really, um, interesting to see. Uh, and, and I liked that. That was valuable to me. And also I had the, just yesterday, um, last night I was listening to, um, the longest songs in your collection. 
And it was songs I didn't even realize that I had. I didn't really think about it. You know, you download a whole album, don't necessarily yeah. recognize every song in there. But then it also picked up on some really good ones, obviously, like Stranglehold by Ted Nugent or um, Songs by the Doors are really good. I mean, there's even some Dead Mouse in there. There was like an eight-minute song, um, uh, uh, Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell. I mean, like you get the idea. Yeah. These ones that like, oh, I forgot that song is so awesome type of thing. Yeah. And these are just examples of, of a good curated playlist. I'm not saying that Groove is any better than Spotify in that manner. I'm not going to be the one to really comment on that i mean i, I don't will. okay i mean i've heard i've Sp heard that it spotify isn't as good is, but i mean spotify spotify does have discover weekly which is excellent and i mean when it came to discovering new music i do feel like it did that aspect better than groove but groove's other playlists like you said the longest songs in your collection stuff like that stuff like that the quantity and of course there was a lot of quality and Groove's playlists beat Spotify out of the water, especially Groove's radio functionality, which gave mm -hmm. me far more accuracy than Spotify ever has, and maybe more than Spotify ever will. I mean, there's a lot of areas where Groove really did beat Spotify, and that's what makes me sad. I mean, playlists specifically, they did excellent. Groove had a feature that was uh, this was fairly recently added to it, and this was one that was an old Zune feature, believe it or not was suggestions for playlists like for example i can open groove right now i can say okay new playlist and it says want help give me suggestions and it'll tell me what artists do you like what pace do you want the song at and what era should the song be from last year last three years 2010s 2000s it goes back to the 1950s for music you can throw together so all right i want music from the 1950s and I want fast music from the 1950s. Give me uh, some some music, uh, rock music. Create playlist. It's creating it. Yeah, there it is. Chuck Berry, Jerry Lee Lewis, The Champs, Little Richard. And there's a lot of songs, and there's an option to add even more, to just generate more suggestions for that playlist right there. Well, here is your tip of the episode, everyone. Go do this right now. Because then you can create that playlist. You can pull it over to Spotify. Um, not, it, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. Andy. This is not specific to Groove Music Pass, right? It's just Groove, correct? Uh, I mean, I, well, I, think, I mean, I, well, this is to, pulling to, in songs that are all Music Pass songs. Yeah, I but I mean, like, if you I don't had, think it'll work with uh, local music, and I don't know if anyone who isn't a Pass subscriber can create these playlists because it's all Music Pass music. I suppose, I mean, unless you had all that music in there, but. Um, but yeah, you okay. can de most definitely transfer all this stuff over to Spotify, and that would be a good idea. Start you know, creating, wow, these, I start wonder... creating these playlists, start transferring them over to Spotify. Let Groove become your Spotify playlist creator. <laughs> as fun as as funny as it sounds, and it would be awesome if I could say, "Okay, everyone, go, if you don't have, if you haven't used Groove yet, use it now. Get the pass, and then uh, port your your playlist over to Spotify." But they have already. Hold the option to create, you know, to start a new Groove Music Pass, um, at least reportedly. I've not tried this myself, but that the option is, to add months to mine is gone. So that stinks. Um, yeah, it really does. So, but oh come on, really? Yeah, um, it's it's a I shame. Have phones ringing around me. Apologize. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, this is a shame. I've always liked Groove. It, yeah, like I said, it's had some weak spots. There's always been like a, a shift back and forth in the mind share of it. Oh, Groove, oh, oh, that's 
you know, people would, oh, this app is ridiculous. Why did we, why did we uh, regress when it comes to features that we used to have? And there were some issues with that, but that's, um, like we said, and we have, we have been saying for months, the Groove Music app or apps, depending on which, um, you know, wh where you are, have been fantastic. And yeah. the Groove Music Pass itself has been very good. So I think I think the most depressingly man. funny thing about Groove is that they went to from a bare bones, fe almost featureless app to recreating everything that was good in Zune, and then they got Zuned themselves. Yeah, that's yeah. That was the last last Zune feature they ported. Death. <laughs> <laughs> And so. it's it's super sad because I mean it could have gone somewhere like a if you remember the exploding live tiles from the McLaren leaks, I mean that was a Zoom feature mixed yeah. view. They could have brought that to Groove. So not to over reiterate, but man, this sucks. Um, yeah. I don't, yeah, I think that's probably the general consensus, except for those naysayers who uh, have never really used this service and are like well microsoft just shouldn't focus on consumer get back to running azure they should focus on powerpoint or i don't know who says that anyway well that's what um, they're doing that's what they're doing i mean not what not necessarily what people are saying <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> but uh what i'm seeing is that microsoft is kind of giving up on this consumer in every area except for xbox and I mean, cortana focused... apparently in oh, some yeah, ways cortana, cortana which too. is but Which Cortana is, is a business focus as well. They got focus on intelligent search for businesses. So, I mean, Cortana's yeah. going to stick around. That's that's definitely which is insane. which is odd because I would say that it has the the biggest uphill battle in Mindshare compared to um, Google Play and or yeah or Google Now. I'm sorry, and Siri. Now they do have a good foothold with Windows 10 Cortana built in right away, of course. But it doesn't mean that people are actually using it. It might mean that people are actually bothered by it. Many of the normals that I know do not like Cortana. They typically don't even turn it on. They might use the search part, just typing in there. But it, it, very few people I know choose to use Cortana. Um, I don't get it. Like I don't know how it can be so... Uh, while people can have such a negative reaction to it, um, they just think that Siri somehow wins everything well or some, something google, something funny uh, google now yeah something funny i've noticed is that someone i know actually does use cortana it's it's someone who i think would be the i don't know that's i mean not necessarily the target audience since cortana's focus on uh android and ios is looking hip and cool now but uh just a normal person who just go thought it would be nice because of uh syncing between his phone and pc also, probably a bunch of the ads and uh, ads. I guess that yeah, it is the right term. Where you open Cortana and you see a box that says, "Hey, you can get this on your phone." Here's the number to text, and uh, you know you can get a text with a link to download it for your phone. And that's exactly and that's how they're getting some people to use it, and it works. Well, it certainly so. does work. I really do appreciate the the cross platform functionality. That's really the whole point kind of ties back to uh, open on your PC type of thing. The reminders are fantastic. Um, 
you know, even just the, you know, the voice interaction with it is, is usually really good. I have seen it, uh, felt it's faltered just a little bit lately, but I think that's actually more of a hardware issue with my Lumia 950 lately where it is not catching something right or even just like my, my Wi-Fi has been weak at home for a while until I get a new router. So maybe uh, it thinking, you know, picking up my voice and then not necessarily having the connection to do anything with it. That has been frustrating. Oh, can't do anything right now. Try again later. Like, really? Mm -hmm. But um, uh, I've seen some missteps with it lately. But I know that, um, how do I say this? I don't. I know it's not getting worse overall. I think there's just, um, I think that's more individualized. I think that is a, kind of an outlier experience that I'm having compared to um, the general improvement of it i suppose does that on make desk, sense on desk on desktop i see it getting way better with uh fall creators update where uh like let's say i could search literally anything and uh it'll show a pop-out search for it you don't have to open a browser to search on it now mm -hmm. yeah i like that yeah it's it's amazing so there's a lot of areas where it's it's cortana's constantly improving and it's something that you know regardless of microsoft's consumer or non-consumer focus Bing is another Bing and Cortana are two things that I can most definitely see staying around alongside Xbox and maybe we'll even see more focus on PC gaming as they have Xbox play anywhere. And well, I think I th I think all that Groove Music needed to do would have been a rebrand that would have uh tied it with gaming. It could have just called it Forza oh Music boy, or something. We had and something people like would have that. been more <laughs> more likely to made to stick with it. Because I mean Cortana I obviously came how, from uh, from Halo. Uh, it's, it's funny, their last two rebrands uh for the mu well, the last two brands rather, you had Zune music, which people thought they needed a Zune to use it. Then you had Xbox yeah. music, and people thought they needed an Xbox to use it. So then they went to Groove music, and I guess no one had a Groove. Yeah, I don't know. I, it was funnier in my head. But, yeah, no, it's it's a good point. It's it's fair. So, yeah, I know. There's it's it's all about marketing and branding. It's very very interesting. I love. I use the term mindshare way maybe way too often, but it it does come down to that. You the 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 feeling that people have towards something's performance. Wow, here we go. Let's take this political. Let's just take our president, current or past, whoever it is, their performance is usually not directly related or does not directly uh, correlate with how people feel they are performing. There's a very broad uh, stretch, broad distance between that. Whether it's good or bad, people think they're doing great and they're not and vice versa. Um, and I think, uh, it, that it goes with a lot of marketing. Um, look at the really big, you know, Verizon or AT&T. Think of the big, um, you know, Exxon Mobil. Maybe they're, oh, wow, they're what a horrible company. Well, maybe they're not and vice versa. Oh, Exxon Mobil just saved us from whatever the hurricane they donated. I mean, like all this marketing, you understand what I get at, um, yeah. the way it's presented and the. Once people start talking about something one way or the other, even if it's just like, oh, ExxonMobil or ExxonMobil, and that can that can spread out. I mean, that literally spread. That mentality spreads uh, 
and can build on itself, compound, can take an awful lot to be reversed. Um, and of course, the same thing is with uh, technology. Um, Tech, big technology companies, the services they provide, and of course the trouble they get into. Oh, Microsoft uh, is, um, or let's just say whoever, when it comes to the security things, the, the data sharing, the data security, uh, the data being available across uh, um, the borders of countries and so on and so forth, there's a, a tone that gets set with what we think is happening when it may or may not actually be true, of course. So get the yeah. idea. It's all about marketing, mindshare, um, and Groove did not have the the mindshare it needed, apparently, or something. Yeah. yeah. All right, we got to get through the next couple of stories quickly because <laughs> yeah, I know because I know you have to go. If you didn't, I would be totally fine with a three hour long finale episode. But <laughs> it would be fun. I have a I have a WebEx in uh, twenty two minutes here, so yeah, we got to hurry. All right, yep. uh, I'll let you take this stuff here the, since you put it in. Oh, yeah, we got a whole bunch of uh, more Cortana stuff. Uh, Harman Kardon invoke um, the, okay, what was it, last week, week before? I speculated, made a strong uh, argument that uh, it would be expensive. <laughs> uh, it's not, or at least less expensive than I was expecting. Um, the Harman Kardon invoke, it's been kind of leaked out. That's going to be about 150 bucks. Um, apparently some people think that's going to be even too expensive. I mean, like, what what is your take on this, Andy? It's the same price as the Echo Plus, so it's fine. I yeah, still don't think in... it'll do, I don't, I don't think it'll do amazingly, though, because like you said about Mindshare, Amazon and the Echo have dominated that space. I mean, I, I don't hear anybody talking about Google Home. Google just announced a couple of different Google Home products, and I hear absolutely nothing about it. And I think that says everything you need to know. Amazon has already won this field. Now, anyone can try. I mean, it's always good to have choice. It's good to have options. But I don't believe many of those options are going to sell anywhere near as well as their competitors. And it's kind of sad to see Amazon just dominate this space because competition helps the consumer. But yeah, what are you what are you gonna do? It's it's the damage is already done. If, you, if you'd call it that, it's kind of the opposite. But whatever. All right. Uh, next one here. Uh, Cortana can now natively control your smart home. That's a good, that's a good feature. You can go into the notebook and select connected home. And you'll get connects just it can connect to stuff like uh, Philips Hue, Smart Things, Nest, Insteon, and Wink. And I think some of the stuff like Nest functionality was already there. But yeah, I mean, it can connect to different services and control all sorts of stuff there. So that's nice. Really is and I don't know if this is just gonna be something that's for insiders only. I mean, I'm checking notebook here, connected services, add a service. Uh, all right, I'm not seeing this. Maybe it's, I'm not sure. Oh, actually, there it is, connected home. It's its own section. So, yeah, this is a server-side update, and I bet it'll probably be out for people who aren't even insiders. So, yeah. Also, the Mattel Aristotle, another yeah. uh, smart home device with, Cort with Cortana. That's yeah, canceled. this was this was interesting. Um, 
Mattel uh, obviously used to be, you know, make make um, you know Mr. Potato Head. You know, you would think of it as as that. They've uh, expanded to electronics years ago, and so Nobby or Nabby, I forget how it's uh, pronounced. It's kind of their their um, technology for children type of thing. You know, I can think of a of a child's tablet. Uh, that's kind of the direction they were going with that, and so they also uh, that branch of Mattel ended up making or planning to make. The Aristotle, which was would have been a Cortana device, uh, in-home device, and it has ended. It is not. I mean, it's not coming out. Um, that's that's too bad. It was announced um, the beginning of this year at CES, and I guess I didn't see when it was actually supposed to be coming out, but it would have been uh, really tying in with smart home stuff. It would have been um, the the lighting which I think is a little bit gimmicky, but still um, definitely a thing that people do like that has, um, well, it's it's done. Um, do you have any more um, to add to this? I, I, I mean, it's about all I know about it, really. The whole, it's from a quick look at stories, it seems as if this cancellation was related to privacy concerns, given the fact that this is a AI device focused on children, which... Uh, that's immediately going into a political minefield where people ask, you know, what's the, what's the boundary for these devices? Because, I mean, there's already a lot of concerns over Alexa listening in on people, and now you have a device listening in on your children. It's specifically focused on them. So that le <clears throat> excuse me again, that leaves the question, when is it too much? And this seems as if this is the point where people say, yeah, that's a bit too much. And it's, it's odd. This comes back to Mindshare. If if you believe that this listening device, this uh, AI thing, is helping you more than it's hindering you, okay? People put a lot of faith in Google, even though they maybe shouldn't. If they're conf or Facebook, there we go. If they feel that what you do on Facebook is more valuable than what Facebook gets from you, you will continue to use it, even if you're aware yep. that it's a quote unquote bad thing. And vice versa. If you, it could be quote unquote proven, or at least uh, very, the, the data could be very clear that uh, a listening service, whatever, you know, or not listening service, but I mean data collection and a, a voice assistant, it could be proven, quote unquote, that that is not bad, not nefarious or whatever. But if somebody thinks it is, especially to say older people, not to pick on them, but I mean that is kind of the mentality. Um, that can be the stereotype because it can be true. Um, if they are uh, concerned enough with it, they will. There's nothing that'll change their minds, and that's just the way it is. Back to mindshare, and so they missed the mark on the mindshare. They, they, <laughs> they went under the thin ice and they broke through or whatever. And so, uh, stealing information from children just wasn't uh, politically correct. Yeah, well, <clears throat> well, I think the thing that uh, is might have inspired some of the pushback, I mean, after we see Amazon recovering logs and audio logs from specific Alexa devices to find out how a murder happened to give that to the police, uh, the amount of data storage going on, that, I, mean, I cannot fault anyone for being a little freaked out. I personally, I have already come to accept that given the fact that PRISM happened, I would it would not shock me if every single device in my home was listening to me. But if it's got, like you said, if it if it outweighs 
what they're listening in on, then by all means, I'll go ahead and use it. Personally, I don't think any of these any of the smart speakers has any feature that is worth me using it, given the fact that it goes back to the redundancy of the smartwatch, funny enough, where I can do all this on my phone already. I don't need another device to go ahead and do that. So yeah. that just is me very, personally. That is a very odd quandary that we're in. I mean, we have if anyone is old enough to, well, in this case, anyone old enough to use a phone, they're also uh, old enough. To, let me say this the other way. If anyone apparently needs to, you need to be so old to use a um a home uh what are we calling these things just say the the echo um then you probably have a phone anyway and if you are somehow too young to use one of these things according to social standards and maybe you shouldn't be using a phone uh, so it really is a, a level of redundancy i think i don't know I, it's just it's just odd i guess i don't know what else to to think about that yeah. <laughs> All right, though, I'll quickly finish up with gaming stuff and then find out why my voice is like this. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I don't know if you can hear the change. I mean, I personally can, but yeah. so I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, you're, uh, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep going. All right. Okay, so Xbox section here. Ha Halo has won the best gaming soundtrack of all time in a t poll held by Twitch on Twitter. And this was a crazy, crazy poll where you had, uh, I mean, over like 70,000 votes in some rounds. Well, anyways, after a couple of elimination rounds, Halo managed to take the final round with over 40% of the vote. And in that poll, it was going up against some of the greats, such as Zelda and Final Fantasy, which could have some of the, fa the most renowned and well-regarded soundtracks of all time. And Halo came out on top with over 155,000 people voting for it in all polls combined. And that's impressive. It is certainly a testament to some of the work that, you know, that Mar Marty did when he w worked at Bungie, and he he's one of the greatest composers of our time, I'd say. And, yeah, some, some people might have voted based on the later game soundtracks. I do believe that this was due to the success of the Bungie era Halo games, which part of their success was the music. I mean, it was it was fantastic compositions, some some really memorable tracks, and really actually, all the all the jazz in Halo Three ODST would probably be enough to win the poll on its own. It's a great franchise, great music, and I'm glad a lot of people agree with me. All right, final note. Uh, it looks like the Xbox One X is hiding Master Chief riding a scorpion on the inside. Much in a Spanish YouTube channel, got a chance to do a teardown of the One X, and much like how the Xbox One S has a little Master Chief inside, if you look in here, you'll find that the that Master Chief is there, but he is riding a scorpion. Uh, and of course, that's tied to Xbox Scorpio, Project Scorpio, the old the old name for the One X. So that's a nice little touch even if you'll have to void your warranty to see it. Wowie, that's it. That is the end of the final MS Power User Podcast. Yeah, man. Um, not quite to an hour here. I don't want to fill this, but I, thought, I think it is fair to share a little bit briefly in our lives that, that kind of put things in perspective even just uh even if you're just listening in on andy and i reminiscing for a little bit 
Andy, I know that in your life, um, for the past year and a half, things have changed a bit. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. I know <laughs> that when I first met you, um, uh, I hope I'm sensitive enough with this. I know that you had recently lost your father. Um, yeah, yeah. And I know that that had a big impact on you. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that it isn't impactful anymore, but I... Um, I get, I, got, I get what you're saying entirely. And I got to say, man, that I have, in in the interactions I've had with you just every week for, you know, a couple hours, that I have definitely noticed your growing in maturity. I've noticed your taking on the, the, the role of the man of the house. Obviously, your mother is leading the house. She's the, the adult. But you have grown into adulthood. Uh, uh, in a in in uh, in a scale uh, to some extent, um, and I don't know if you've necessarily recognized that, but I have I have noticed that in you, and I do want to. I I guess I'm embarrassing you <laughs> on a podcast, man. But hey, I, it's, I it's it's the most uplifting thing I have heard in the past couple of weeks. So thank you. I I mean thank that I I'm not I'm not joking around. I am serious I about know. that. I've I've noticed. Uh, your your growth, uh, I see its value, especially with your two uh, your two siblings, and who who live there with you. And um, it's it's good to see you take the ownership. I never doubted it. I mean, you certainly you certainly were already responsible when I when I met you. But uh, it was really nice to see uh, the growth that you've gone through. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, when when, you, when we yeah. when we first started to talk, you know, like when we had the first podcast call. Well, the call for the podcast, you know, we were planning things out, figuring out the show's format and everything. That was, I mean, that was, you know, early-ish June. In fact, we first started talking around uh, the time that uh, I had my trip to Washington, D.C. That's right. Which, uh, that was a major turning point in my life because, I mean, right around that time, I was still in maximum morning mode, you know? Mm -hmm. And that tri the trip to Washington, that that changed my environment that cleared my head and i came back a better person for sure it's good so yeah i mean you 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 and, you and i got to know each other at the biggest changing point in my life <laughs> so well there are definitely yeah. different everyone goes through changing points in their lives and at the time they typically don't necessarily recognize it some people do some, sometimes it's big enough of a change um for for one you, you had not necessarily been i'll just say public speaking okay and podcasting is right. is right. to some extent public speaking but it is it really is comfortable and comforting knowing that you're <laughs> you're hiding behind um basically that you can't see the faces of the people that are listening to you that there is a, a psychological aspect to that mm -hmm. um so podcasting can be comforting that way it can also be very daunting sometimes knowing that especially when you think about it it's like the words i'm saying now uh, someone can still go back and listen to this 10 years from now. Yeah. Um, that's kind of scary. The, <laughs> I, I, I think it's exciting. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, I, I think it's, it's exciting that this is a time capsule in a sense because this will live on somewhat, like you said, someone 10 years from now, if the site is still running or if SoundCloud is still running, someone just might happen to find this old podcast. They'll be able to listen to this, and they'll go, I wonder where those guys are now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's thoughts like that that amaze me, uh, that 
The internet is a wonderful thing. There's a lot of there's a lot of bad usage for the internet. There's a lot of bad things on the internet. There's a lot of things on the internet that will make you hate humanity. But the internet itself is a wonder in a sense. When I find articles from 10 years ago, when I find what if actually when I realized that 10 years ago was 2007 and then I realize, "Hey, 1997 was 20 years ago, and there, the internet was still kicking around and doing pretty well back then. There's still websites from 97 that are still around, mm-hmm. and some of them unchanged. I yeah. mean, it's it's fantastic. So maybe 2027, maybe they've gone through you know the 15th generation of the MS Power User podcast by then, and people will still look back on early episodes with us. That's true. That is one way to look at it. And um, personally, I've looked back occasionally at some of the very first podcast episodes I've recorded um, almost five years ago now. Not that I'm, you know, some people call me a veteran. And honestly, five years ago, podcasting was certainly different than it was now as far as, well, the mind share. (laughs) Uh, Many, many people I know now when I talk about, hey, I podcast every week. They know what that is, and five years ago, they did not. Um, that's really interesting in itself. As far as changes for me, um, well, I purchased a new house. Well, I sold one, bought another one. I moved an hour um, closer to my oldest daughter, which was a really big change for us, but it's very, very important. I felt very good in what we were doing, even though it was challenging. I uh, did purchase two new vehicles. One of them uh, blew up. I don't know if I mentioned that on the show before. We had a little uh, mini. What? Oh, I told you about the little Mini Cooper and the um, the engine. I, I didn't hear up. about the explosion. Well, it didn't literally blow up, but the engine, oh, you know, no. failed massive, <laughs> okay. catastrophic failure to the engine. Yeah, that, that start, that's, start, considered... that's starting to sound a bit more familiar now. I, w- I was like, wait, what? Yeah, not movie explosion, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I mean that sucked and then we got a different vehicle um and uh well i guess my youngest daughter was only one when we started this episode this this podcast and now she's two and a half that's a big that's over doubling her life um so that you know if she you know when we first started recording it she would never even she could not even walk in here you know she could not interrupt and now she most certainly does frequently (laughs) um I mean that's that's one of the new big steps in a child's life. It's when they interrupt your podcast exactly. for the first time. <laughs> you take pictures of that. You put that <laughs> in your scrapbook. <laughs> um, and of course, I'm going through some um, some marriage concerns um, at this point. Uh, it's not mm, not the desired outcome that most people want. Um, I'm working through that. That's not something I've shared. Publicly, uh, I still have a little glimmer of hope, but I don't expect um, this marriage to last. We've been together for seven years and um, probably won't make it to eight, but that is, that's a sad thing. Um, my wife is a wonderful person and I'm not, I'm so proud to say I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good husband, but it's just that we have different focuses in life and um, if I have anything to comment on that in generally, that marriage is not what it used to be, and in some ways, that's okay. That's a very difficult thing to understand or to explain. I think if for too long, we felt that that marriage was so sacred 
that it could never be broken even if it was detrimental to the people maintain staying with it um the argument can be made is that it's so sacred that you would do what you need to to maintain it and that's i get that argument um at this point uh other things in my life has have changed as well i got a new job you know that was that's fun i actually uh have other opportunities in front of me who knows what's going to happen with that um and then just to circle back around i said at the beginning of the show podcasting i was boy i was recording three episodes a week uh, including this one when we got started it was a lot of fun obviously it's always fun but it is um i, I got to travel for ms power users went to a couple different events which was absolutely fantastic i met some of my longtime internet friends i got to meet them in person which was great um got to do some you know meet some of my heroes you know like uh uh, shake Panos Panay's hand, you know, you get the idea. Like that was that was kind of cool. <laughs> Have him tell me that he liked my the PC I was using. I was using a Surface, you know. Um, you know, little things like that, which have they were they were wonderful in that moment, but almost things I forgot. I mean, it's like we move on, and some and some things drift in and out of focus, drift in and out of of value, or in. Um, relevance you know in the grand scheme of things whoop-de-doo you know i've loved podcasting it'll always be part of me and i don't intend to consider i don't intend to retire i wouldn't i will once this episode is over i will i will can um i will not cease being a podcaster as as in uh, my my personality or my enjoyment of it if that makes any sense it's not like i'm now done yeah, yeah. okay um That's it's right. like a race car driver when you retire you're still a race car driver right you're just not active or something maybe that's a weird analogy there but um no i've always loved podcasting uh, well as long as i've been doing it i guess mm -hmm. anyway um i mean I've, I've loved doing this show even at some of our worst points so i think i think there's a testament to it i mean this show it's kind of that point in the week where you get to like you get to calm down you get to stop thinking about everything else going on and you get to just 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 sit and talk that's that's very true because i have been my my focus has shifted in so many ways I had so many other things come into my life that really taking my focus and when i when we started the podcast i was able to put a lot more time into it um andy you've done a fantastic job but you have um you have really taken over the show for months now i've been telling people that this <laughs> this is andy's show i just happened to talk at the beginning and the end um so you are you've been doing a fantastic job I, with it of course preparing I, I, I all the notes doing the editing is, publishing well, well, thank 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 you so um i don't want to say that the show is all mine really i mean vernon this is this is a team effort and some and depending on the week you know there's some weeks where yeah i'll i'll have more to do with it than you do but there's weeks where you have more that to do with it than i do you you'll have way more speaking time on some episodes it's a, it's a coin flip and sometimes you know things just turn out differently mm -hmm. so i mean i i still think that this show it, looking back at it as a whole i would be i don't think it would be wrong to say that this show would be 50 50 me and you well i'll and i'm so glad we got well, that's to have it. that's generous of you i've been i've enjoyed it um i kind of like 
in my normal life, my regular life, I do guide conversations. I'm a leader at work I'm in management. And so um, it doesn't mean that I have all the answers, but I, I try to ask the right questions. I try to guide a conversation to be um, most valuable, even if we're getting off topic. When <laughs> on the show, I think I'm the one who gets off topic <laughs> more than Andy does, but um, which is happening right now. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, it's a balance. It's a balance between different personalities and skill sets and it's really, really tough to have a podcast with just one person. Having uh, a, you yeah. know, two co-hosts or more is the way to do it. So, you know, Andy, I think um, think this is the end, man. I quite literally have things I should be doing right now in my my other my regular life, yeah. unfortunately, and I need to go. But this has been all right, awesome. We've said that over and over again. I think it's a good place to end, uh, folks. Continue to follow MS Power User uh, online, obviously. Go back and listen to the old episodes if you'd like to. I have no doubt that uh, there's a very high chance that the MS Power User podcast could come back again at some point. But um, as far as... I don't think it'll be with correct, us. And, um, there's other people that could step up and fill those roles. But I uh, have many other things in my life right now. Andy, the same. He's moving forward. Um, into a into a job you know and so that's the that's the way life is that's okay but uh follow ms mspoweruser.com of course you can still follow us on twitter i'm on twitter at vernon el and you know i will actually tweet a few when this goes out kind of um hopefully thanking a few people and um so on and so forth andy is on twitter at fusionfan 45 and i do wonder if in 10 years when people listen to this (laughs) you will still have that twitter handle I've I have given up on changing the name. Unless I join up with some organization where it has a cool acronym and I can put it in my name like A Bennett so and so. Otherwise everything else related to me has been taken. Okay. So I am stuck with that name. I made that name up when I was like eleven years okay. old. And it's it's there for good. So So <laughs> With that being said It's never no dying. problem. That's it's fine. With that being said, this is the end of the MS Power User Podcast. This has been episode 68. We've had a fantastic time for almost a year and a half, and we're done. Thank you for listening, everyone. We truly appreciate it. Take care, everyone. Bye.